discussions of truth. Yes, coming remotely again. This is Ian Trottier. I am the host of Discussion of Truth. Every Wednesday, we come at you 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And excuse the... Uh, Excuse, excuse the difficulty because today we'll be doing a solo shot uh, and uh, I had projected to be back in studio uh, at this time but I am unfortunately still out uh, of studio and going remotely uh, and so our guest today uh, who I will speak on uh, for a few moments here shortly and let you know uh, what uh, Amy will be bringing to program in the new year uh, once uh, once I'm able to bring her uh, onto the program. Um, so jumping into, uh, first off, you can follow me on Twitter, and that's Ian Trottier, I-N-T-R-O-T-T-I-E-R. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, and same handle, I-N-T-R-O-T-T-I-E-R. Uh, donate to the program, please. Uh, we are uh, an independent station based out of Miami, Wynwood Radio, and we are self-funded. So, uh, working, of course, on uh, uh, working on some 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 uh, sponsors and whatnot. But uh, you know what? I, frankly, I don't. It's not something that's really pressing for me because typically, when that type of uh, financial support comes in, then there are agendas that need to be. Um, uh, followed. Uh, we do not follow any agenda. Our agenda is stop mass media, impeach mass media. Uh, and if you go to that website, as a matter of fact, stop mass media, you'll find there not only a link to discussions of truth, uh, but you will find uh, at stop mass media a uh, a graph uh, that comes out of a firm in Switzerland uh, that jo- that shows just how manipulative. Uh, and corrupt in that regard of uh, the American media uh, has become over the past uh, few decades, uh, really half a century. Uh, what is the CIA? And and and, and really, furthermore, and, and today I'm going to get into uh, a little a little bit of Servando Gonzalez, and uh, he's scheduled to join us in the new year. Uh, I believe it's January 8th. I'll go over that uh, date with you in a moment. Uh, to confirm that, uh, but Servando Servando Gonzalez is a Cuban-born University of Havana studied. Um, we don't have we don't have it. I mean, but um, Havana study historian, and he fascinatingly, fascinatingly, fascinatingly goes into uh, goes into how Cuba, uh, Fidel Castro, being a now, this is what he reports. This is what uh, Servando writes. But he goes into um, Fidel Castro being uh, recruited by the CFR. Okay, uh, they're they're right right off of Park Avenue in Manhattan, Upper uh, East Side, um, and the uh, the CFR Council for Foreign uh, uh, Relations is a feeder into the CIA, whereas he talks basically about how the OSS, which is the World War II predecessor to the CIA, uh, was uh, was a CFR 
child in a sense. A CFR backed initially by the Rockefeller uh, Rothschild Morgan conglomerate. Um, that right there would really be your deep state. So when when Trump talks about uh, draining the swamp, that's really what he's talking about. Or the the mega and 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 that is basically what is known because essentially when you get down into it, the deep state is you can't really point fingers at any one family um, or any one motive uh, because um, it, it conspiratorially one can sum up and say, okay, the, the objective is a new world order. And there's basically a handful of families that are pushing their agenda to control all natural resources. It's really hard to, to say that because that would be so many levels deep beyond your Rockefeller, Rothschild, Morgan, uh, beyond your kind of many layers of the onion getting down. And of course, we're speaking historically of uh, what uh, what went into the creation of the CIA. And, and, and again, this is coming from uh, historian Servando Gonzalez. Uh, okay, so we're going to get into that a, a little bit here today. Um, December 11th. Uh, coming at you remotely. Again, this is Ian Trottier, Discussion Truth. Um, let me throw again what is on slate for program. And uh, again, we have been out of studio for a number of weeks now. It sure is nice to, to, to be in studio, but uh, we, are, we, we wanted to create this and make this a possibility to 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 go remotely um for instance uh i have been invited to puerto rico to do a show and that would encompass uh we're broadcasting remotely so working through uh working through something anna breeze is being rescheduled she's a she believes she believes in an enormous power of social media and and citizen journalism key citizen journalism to transform society for the next generation she devotes all of her time to teaching investigative and charity work to help mobilize others to share their message via their smartphone so she she is um, a former bbc journalist much like tony gosling uh, much like david ike that have joined the program and um and of course uh, david uh is uh, considered a pioneer in alternative media in alternative news uh, but but the common thread here between Anna and Tony and, and David, if I can make one, which I'm making, would be uh, independent thought and really truth in journalism. Uh, if if I if I'm corrected, which I don't think I am or would be, but I believe uh, 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 reporting uh, truth is what the three of them would share. And either left or fired by BBC, they all departed the BBC because they were unable to report that truth and report that finding. Uh, so she's being rescheduled. Uh, going into 2020 in March, and again, uh, January 2nd will be the third year. That'll mark the third year. We started to sketch the truth, uh, formerly known as the Florida Sun and Space Show, uh, because it had um, concepted from an investigation. Rest in peace. Uh, of uh, a friend that I recently lost um, uh, based in Miami Beach. Um, but his basic 
uh, a prompt to get me looking into what was the Zika virus and the Zika scare. Uh, Zika, of course, if you, and if you type into your search engine, Zika, capital Z-I-K-A, uh, capital M, Miami, capital B, Beach, uh, bit.ly, of course, it's a short link. So bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Zika Miami Beach, as I previously mentioned, you're writing it. If you type that into the search engine, uh, and, and, and if you if you type those three keywords, it, you'll possibly be directed to uh, an article that I wrote uh, that was picked up by um, three-time guest now on the program, Miriam Hannon, uh, the uh, founder of Honey Colony. And her big push has been, uh, and, and congrats to, to Miriam, but it's been it's been half a year now, but she, uh, she interviewed Aaron Brockovich, joined her in her program. Uh, but... Uh, essentially, what the Honey Colony does is uh, goes into um, in, in, in informing, educating uh, people about citizens about the serious, very serious um, uh, crisis of colony collapse disorder. That is, the honeybees dying from the atrocious number of pesticides that are used and other chemicals that are used in the environment that are decaying and eroding the environment and causing uh, uh, ill health, if you will. On, uh, on some of the species, uh, animal, insect uh, that uh, that inhabit this planet with us. So anyway, colony collapse disorder is what Mary goes into. And um, she actually approached me, uh, being based in Miami Beach, to write something on my experience firsthand uh, of being exposed to the pesticide that was sprayed for the Zika virus. So getting into the new year, uh, fast forwarding into March, uh, behold a pale farce. A cyber war, threat inflation, and the malware industrial complex. You probably had never heard that term, uh, introducing it to you, as it's been introduced to me recently. Malware industrial complex. Okay. Um, his other book, uh, The Rootkit Arsenal, Escape and Inva- Evasion in the Dark Corners of the System, uh, is brought forward to you by Cornell-educated, current San Francisco State University uh, lecturer and author William Alva Blunden. So, so Bill Blunden, we joined the program. Discuss the truth here, uh, March 11th. Uh, additionally, he's an information technology consultant. He's written several books, and that includes, as I just mentioned, the Rootkit Arsenal, Escape and Invasion, In the Dark Corners of the System, Behold a Pale Farce, Cyber War Threat, Inflation, and Malware Industrial Complex. In addition to Cube Farm and Software Exorcism. The jacket of the former work lists his credentials, MCSE, MCITP, and Enterprise Administrator. He is also active in the social sciences space, helped author articles appearing in Peace and Conflict, Journal of Peace Psychology. Of note, Behold the Pair Fars, Cyber War, Threat Inflation, and the Malware Industrial Complex, Q-Form, and Software Exorcism, Exorcism is summarized as book representing a data-driven message that exposes the cyber war media campaign being directed by the Pentagon and its patronage networks by demonstrating that the American public is being coerced by a threat that has been blown out of proportion, much like the run-up to the Gulf War or the global war on terrorism. This book discusses how the notion of cyber war instills a crisis mentality and discourages formal risk assessment, making the public anxious and hence susceptible to ill-conceived solutions with content that challenges conventional notions regarding cybersecurity. Behold a Pale Farce covers topics including cybercrime, 
modern espionage, mass surveillance systems, and a threats-facing infrastructure targets such as the Federal Reserve, the Stock Exchange, and telecommunications in a way that provides objective analysis rather than advocacy. This book is a must-read for anyone concerned with the recent emergence of Orwellian tools of mass interception that have developed under the guise of national security. Pretty intense thought there for you, but that's basically what... If you're somewhat awake to the fact that America is a highly corrupt institution, uh, then folks would... They would, they would, they would categorize, or they would, they would uh, adjectively uh, describe you as being awoken or awake. And if you are somewhat attuned to that, then I congratulate you, a, because I was uh, completely walking with blinders on uh, prior to Miami being hit with the the quote Zika virus, um, and and really what it came down to then was being exposed to that nasty uh, insecticide uh, dibrum nailer. That's really what was going on there. And if I if I go into that deeper, you'll realize and understand that I uh, befriended a former JAG attorney at the time. Uh, I had notified this person of my intent to stage a protest on public land uh, by the Tamiani Airport from which these crop dusters were taking off the spray that uh, pesticide. And I was told in a text message, excuse me, which you can find on my site, theintratay.com. I think if you go to the contact me or uh, section, you'll find it there. But uh, you will find there uh, uh, the uh, uh, the text message received um, by this person uh, telling me that I would uh, basically uh, be charged with a felony as I would be forced onto private land, looking up as I speak, um, and that they would tack on a charge of terrorism. So, uh, if you are born in the United States, then you, like me, likely feel very patriotic for your country. I think most people of their origin feel patriotic for their country unless it gets taken over by... Uh, a mad regime like those, like 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 Servando, who will be joining us next month uh, from Cuba, right? Born into a country I'm sure he loves, and then boom, it gets toppled over. Okay, so you you kind of love that that you you lose that love for the current country, but you love the country you're born into. Perhaps I'm just saying, I, yeah, I am I am patriotic and, and I love the United States. Uh, no, I don't believe in violence, and, and and no, I do not serve in the military for for that reason because I do not believe in violence by by any form or any means. None, period. Um, but uh, okay, I am taking a moment and trying to find these. Uh, these you'll find them on my website. Um, nonetheless, um, uh, the fact that I was told that I'd be charged with terrorism and a uh, felony, so that kind of that got me kind of more than excited, if you will. I, I'm thinking, you know, hey. You're going to charge me to ter- as terrorism. My, you know, it, 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 my family has been in North America since 1640. Um, the Trottier line uh, uh, immigrated into Quebec. 
uh, back in the 1640s, and, and, and my leg has been in California since the late 1890s, to the best of my knowledge. Um, I've been in Florida for the past uh, few years. Uh, not a Floridian by birth. Um, so I, I was appalled. I thought, how, how would this person, how dare you charge me as a terrorist? Uh, I want nothing but good things for the country, and that means freedom, liberty, and justice for all. Okay? And being exposed to a pesticide um, and being raised in California... Uh, I thought, uh, yeah, hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to not voice my opinion. I'm not going to go down without a, a protest. Anyway, so I was told, uh, that, uh, that not to do that. Uh, and so I did not. Um, but this is basically what we're looking at here in 2019 are the threats of, um, uh, excuse me, the threats of vaccinations mandatory vaccinations which are passing in the state of California like like, like crazy um, and I don't use that word uh, lightly uh, same with New York um, and, uh, and and I'm opposed frankly I'm opposed to uh, and I'm not opposed to them not being healthy but 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 I am opposed to uh, maybe I shouldn't do this because I typically don't like to give my opinions but uh, but I don't think a mandatory vaccination if you don't have a cure, is necessary. You should be uh, focusing your efforts on finding a cure. Um, that's that's my personal opinion. So things like things like vaccinations, things like being exposed to toxic chemicals that are proven to cause uh, cause a rise in diabetes, cause uh, uh, cause the uh, the onset of Alzheimer's at a, at a, at, a, at a, a younger age, Parkinson's. Um, yeah, yes, that's that's what I'm opposed to. Hey, hey, and 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 any factory that's producing. Uh, toxic chemicals, regardless of what they're producing, needs to uh, needs needs to uh, uh, change perhaps their their, their procedure. Uh, again, these are my opinions, um, but there, yeah, but yeah, there's you're 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 looking at a Trump presidency in 2019 where um, he is constantly talking about fake news. Uh, so so why fake news? And that's uh, that's what we've got. So Bill Blunden will join the program. That's in March. Um, something to look at, look forward to in Discussion of Truth. And again, um, Florida Sun and Spray Show is how we started. Um, it's, it'll hit its three-year mark next month. And that's how we incepted this. We, we began talking about our research done on things like, uh, things like how, how, um, how the, 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 the notion concept of a new world order uh, that you can find on the back of a U.S. dollar bill uh, links uh, to uh, things that Cecil Rhodes was involved in. Um, how Cecil Rhodes, uh, how does that equate to the research being done? And by the way, Zika was backed uh, financially. The science behind it uh, was backed by the Rockefeller organization. And so was, so was the, the, the pesticide, nail it, um, that was sprayed to combat it, uh, to combat those Zika's, to kill those mosquitoes. Um, the Rockefeller. Uh, Cecil Rhodes had been in Uganda. Uh, he was trying to build, uh, and it was Lake Victoria that that, that slowed, uh, slowed slowed the the transcontinental um, from, through Africa north to south um, railroad uh, that he was trying to trying to build there. So, um, how All Soul School uh, links to uh, these types of things? That's uh, prestigious uh, academic institution at Oxford University. Um, Links to the Rockefellers and society at Yale, uh, Skull and Bones. You've, you've heard that. Um, 
I have nothing against intelligence. I have nothing against innovation. I have nothing against uh, making money. Uh, it's this is I have nothing against again freedom, liberty, and justice for all. And uh, but but I do I, I what I what I what I am opposed to uh, is manipulation. I am opposed to monopoly. And uh, you've basically got, for instance, uh, you've got the tentacles of the Rockefeller octopus, the Cecil Rhodes octopus, the Rothschild family octopus, just to name a few, uh, stretching all over the place. Uh, and so what I like to do, uh, because, hey, I'm just a small little voice out there, just like yours, I like to voice my opinion. And I like to convey the information that I have studied. Uh, and that's why I was approached uh, by Miriam to write that article on the Zika virus, and uh, that is also why I started this program through Windows Radio, and that was an invitation. So, Servando Gonzalez, then, uh, Bill Bajoyan is going to march, uh, again, beyond the Pale Farce and the Rootkit Arsenal. Servando Gonzalez will be joining us, uh, and that will be January 15th, excuse me, correction, so so January 8th uh, uh, is what I mentioned earlier. Servando Gonzalez, to repeat, is a Cuban-born American historian and author. He studied and received his training as a historian at the University of Havana in Cuba. His publications are, bo- are books, essays, and articles on topics such as history of Latin America, the global intelligence in, uh, communities, state and country espionage, and semiotics. He also has a special appreciation for art history. Servando works, Servando's works include Treason in America, which I have with me at the moment, an incredible uh, incredible book on the Council of Foreign Relations and Partners, and I was, I was talking about Fidel Castro. Fidel Castro, an early... Uh, an early uh, recruit of the CFR and uh, what Servando reports is that um, Fidel Castro was actually employed by the CIA um, and he'd gone into Bogota uh, and taken out uh, a very important uh, very important uh, chess piece in that, in that game down there in Bogota that was prior to him moving in uh, to uh, taking over Cuba yes, one Fidel Castro Okay, the Council on Foreign Relations Partners and Treason, the CFR-CIA-Castro Connection. This is produced by Exalt Media Group. Additionally, Gonzalez is the author of, and you can find his work in CD form. Additionally, Gonzalez is the author of Historia Heretica de la Revolución Fidelista. That was uh, during his time in San Francisco, 1986. Observando, same year, same place. The Secret Fidel Castro, Deconstructing the Symbol. That came out of Oakland, 2001. The Nuclear Deception. Nikita Khrushchev and the Cuban Missile Crisis of 2002, and La Madre de Todas las Conspiraciones, una novela de ideas subversivas. Okay, my Spanish isn't that great. Uh, thanks for your, uh, your, your thanks for listening. 2005. He's also written extensively on the New World Order and Nuevo, uh, or Nuevo Orden Mundial. Quote, far from being a failure, Castles Cuba is successful. And this is this is an incredible quote, and this is why I'm very excited to have Servando join us. Far from being a failure, Castro's Cuba is a successful social experiment, a testing ground for the new world order. Again, I'm going to repeat that because because that that basically that 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 to me is just like that hit the head on the nail, okay, uh, in so many different ways. Far from being a failure, Castro's Cuba is, is a successful social experiment, a testing ground for the new world order. The people who planned the experiment have already began to implement it in the United States. Taking, for instance, he says, political correctness. Which political correctness is is, is simply an infringement on your on your 
uh, freedom of speech. Nothing more. Okay. I mean, if you didn't, if you're, if if you didn't grow up with the, uh, with, with the, with the, uh, with the, um, the little saying, uh, short saying, um, sticks and stones, sticks and sticks and stones will break my bones, but what? Words will never hurt me. I mean, come on. There's, there is, yeah, yeah. You can be offensive and it's inappropriate, especially if you're holding a. Uh, a, 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 a title like uh, Donald Trump, uh, who doesn't really care if he offends somebody, which is not professional in my opinion. Uh, but um, I mean, sure, you've, you speaking politely is one thing, but being worried about expressing yourself because you're afraid of, uh, you're afraid you're not politically correct, politically correct. Again, politically correct. The root word of that is. Policy, right? Policy, politics, politically correct, which means you're you're creating a, a type of law or structure uh, to how one can should conduct themselves in society. And if somebody is afraid of sharing their opinion, all that is an infringement on your on your freedom of speech. You should be able to say whatever you darn well please. I mean, even if you are racist and you do say things that uh, that others will find. Um, uh, def- uh, you know, it would be defensive towards. Hey, you should have the right to say that. Uh, now, making a threat towards somebody—that's that's that's another thing. But not saying, not expressing your views and your opinions because you're afraid of being uh, politically incorrect—that's wrong. And so, interesting enough, what we're saying here is that Servando Gonzalez, or what Servando's saying here, is that political correctness, like being unable to voice your opinion. Oh, I hate Fidel Castro, or. I hate this regime, or I hate, and then being incarcerated for it. Okay, yeah, you're you're, you're totally wrong. So that's um, what I believe he's implying is happening in the United States. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and that's again, once you start infringing on various rights, then that is perhaps possibly where that road will lead to. Okay, so he says political correctness was tested in Cuba before it was implemented in the United States. Partners in crime, the Rockefeller, CFR, CIA, and Castro connection to the Kennedy assassination is the book that I've listed for him on the website because, um, in my opinion, there's absolutely no reason why those files should still be unlocked, or excuse me, locked, the Kennedy files, and why, uh, why there's way too many uh, there's way there's way too large of a percentage of population of Americans in in, 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 in international community out there that has unanswered questions uh, and th- really thinks that Oswald is not the killer. Okay, and there's a ton of people out there that say that he's not. Um, so I I think that uh, that's just interesting uh, to make that connection that Servando has. So that's January fourteenth. Or excuse me, January 15th. Former U.S. presidential candidate among the Democratic Party in 2016, Lester Lawrence Lessig III. He's an attorney, university lecturer, and political activist. Lawrence holds the Roy L. Furman Professor of Law and Leadership at Harvard University. He's the former director of the Edmund J. Safra Center for Ethics at Harvard. A supporter of net neutrality. Okay, speaking of uh, rootkit arsenal. Uh, supporter of net neutrality. He founded the Center of Internet and, and Society at Stanford University. Lessig has formally taught at the University of Chicago. Early in his career, Lessig clerked for Judge 
for Richard Posner on the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals, and for Justice Antonio, or excuse me, Antonin Scalia. Anthony, it's a slip there. Uh, Antonin Scalia on the United States Supreme Court. His books include "The Don't Represent U.S. They Don't Represent the United States," or excuse me, "They Don't Represent Us: Reclaiming Our Democracy," 2019. That's recent. "America Compromised," 2018. "Republic Lost," the uh, second version, 2015. And Republic Lost, first version, How Money Corrupts Congress, and A Plan to Stop It. So these are all books that uh, Lawrence has written. Other publications of note by Lessig are Code uh, V2, 2006, The Future of Ideas, 2001, and The Code and Other Laws of Cyberspace, 1999. The most important thinker on intellectual property in the Internet era is how The New Yorker describes Lawrence Lessig, again, former presidential candidate, on the Dem- Democratic Party 2016, 2016. Lawrence Lessig holds his degrees, uh, 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 degrees from the University of Pennsylvania, a BA and BS. He holds an MA in philosophy from Trinity College in Cambridge. And he holds a JD from Yale. Uh, he's a native of uh, Rapid City, South Dakota. Uh, so anyway, that's Lawrence Lessig. He'll be joining us uh, January 8th. Uh, there is a uh, there is a January second uh, slot that that I'm not going to reveal at the moment, um, and we're trying to get uh, trying to get the uh, Lindstroth report uh, to air uh, that time uh, again. J.P. Lindstroth, uh, a Fulbright scholar to Brazil, a PhD from Oxford. Uh, we try to bring him on the program monthly uh, to deliver uh, what is a Lindstroth report. So. Um, there is a slot that is currently occupied January 2nd. Uh, if, uh, if that is moved out, we will be, uh, tentatively, uh, be, uh, joined with the, uh, by J.P. Lindstroth to deliver the Lindstroth report, uh, that day. December 26th. So we're going to be coming on the air, uh, the day after Christmas for you, uh, because it just so happens, listen, I've got my calendar on, that the 25th is a Wednesday. So coming on Thursday, the 26th, will be Jim DeRogatis. He has been following the career of R. Kelly. If you're not familiar with R. Kelly, uh, Robert Sylvester Kelly is a Chicago-born musician. Uh, he's produced uh, Michael Jackson. Apart from holding an incredibly distinguished career himself as a musician, uh, he also uh, has helped produce some of the biggest names uh, in, um, in the industry. Okay, so anyway, so Jim DeRogatis will be joining us to talk about his uh, decade, excuse me, two decade long, uh, 20, almost 20 years of uh, investigation into the career of R. Kelly. So what's that mean? The fir- he, he first reported while writing for the Chicago Sun-Times on controversial and inappropriate activities within the musician's inner circle in December 2000. Two years later, as a Sun-Times music critic, DeRogatis writing exposed the, that Kelly was having illicit relations with a 14-year-old girl. And this is back in 2000, 19 years ago. He turned over videotape to the police. Far removed from being called as witness at R. Kelly's 2008 trial, DeRogatis again in 2017 revealed via BuzzFeed News that Robert Kelly, or R. Kelly, had been accused by three sets of parents of holding their daughters in, and this is astonishing, an abusive cult. So here he is, 19 years ago, exposed to the fact that R. Kelly is having illicit relations 
but the 14-year-old girl investigates, receives videotape, sends it to police. Then, 2008, he's asked, which I didn't mention, he's asked to, uh, uh, he's asked to testify at a trial on R. Kelly, R. Kelly's illicit activities with under underage uh, women. And then, in 2017, he reveals via BuzzFeed that uh, that there are continuing complaints from parents that are saying that Kelly's got their daughters in a sex cult. Excuse me. Abusive cult. An abusive cult. Uh, this is like crazy, right? You're crazy. Something like that can stretch over 19 years. But they were goddess is the guy that did that. And he's on it. And he's been on it. So in addition to the Chicago Sun-Times, where he spent 15 years, Derogatis has written for Rolling Stone, Spin Magazine, and Guitar World. He currently hosts Sound Opinions on WEZ Chicago and lectures at Columbia College in Chicago. As a result of 19 years of research and reporting, his book, his recent book, Soulless, The Case Against R. Kelly, comes forth to the international community. It's published by Abrams Press, released June 4th, 2019. This year, Robert Kelly was arrested June 11th. So just days before the release of this book, Solace, The Case Against Ron Kelly, uh, excuse me, just days after the release of the book, uh, Kelly was uh, was arrested. And uh, Kelly, to the best of my knowledge, currently sits uh, in, behind, uh, sits in jail. Uh, he fa- facing 18 federal counts, including child pornography, kidnapping, and forced labor. Okay. That's interesting in and of itself. And it comes to mind at the moment that Jim Breslow, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch Jim for a moment because very worthy. We had a we had a great great time together last week. Jim Breslow, uh, he's the um, current host of the True, uh, Hidden True Show, uh, based out of L.A. Uh, and he's done excessive re- he's done ex- extensive research on the fires. Uh, to a degree, the fires in California and the uh, the, the homelessness problem in, in Los Angeles, uh, and he's come out and he's spoken about it. Um, and he's, he's he writes for FoxNews.com, and he's also uh, he's also been a legal analyst uh, on Fox and Friends, but in in in, in LA. Uh, regardless, if you go to the Hidden Truth Show, the website, which I which I urge you to do. Uh, you will find his investigation on uh, Nether- the Netherland Ranch, which is the former uh, Michael Jackson uh, compound of sorts, uh, where uh, he would host young children. Okay, uh, known to many as being young boys. So, is there a connection? I just mentioned to you that R. Kelly. Uh, had produced uh, for Michael Jackson. Is there a connection in this illicit um, activity with younger uh, aged youth? Is, it, is, is this something that is held in common between the former Jackson uh, Ranch and those activities of R. Kelly? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just uh, speculating, of course. Uh, okay. So uh, that's Jim Breslow, The Hidden Truth Show. Check check that out. So anyway, so so Solace, Solace, The Case Against R. Kelly by Jim DeRogatis. Uh, that will be uh, the day after Christmas, December 26th. Jim uh, will, be, will be joining the program. Quote by The Atlantic Magazine. 
The book is a devastating, a devastating thorough accounting of Kelly's alleged abuses as systemized predation. In explicitly outlining the multiple junctures at which Kelly, his supporters, law enforcement, and journalists have failed, the dozens of young black women whom Kelly is accused of abusing, Dara Gaddis, definitely, if also warily, conveys the sheer magnitude of Kelly's relative impunity. So what does that mean? Because this isn't the first time that we've heard if you dive deep into some of these um, you know, these activities that happen at um, um, uh, the Bohemian Grove, for instance, um, you know some of these some of these activities. What what is happening? Are there cover ups? Are there cover ups of illicit crimes that are happening by uh, you know, very wealthy uh, circles? Um, and does it matter to you? Probably not, unless, of course, it happens to one of your kids, right? If it becomes one of your kids, then it's gonna it's gonna matter to you. You're, you're gonna you're gonna uh, have an opinion about it. Next week, that's December eighteenth, we will be hosting John Potash. He's been featured on C-SPAN's American History TV and A and E, the Reels Channel. The Real News Network, RT Television Networks. He's also been featured on hundreds of radio programs in the U.S., England, and New Zealand, including Coast to Coast AM. He's published articles in Z Magazine, Covert Action Quarterly, The Baltimore Chronicle, Rock Creek Free Press, and the Free Press. He has worked as a counselor with people with mental health problems and addictions for over 25 years. In May of 2015, Potash released his book. This is what he'll be talking about it uh, about next week with us on Discussion Truth. Drugs as Weapons Against Us. The CIA's murderous targeted, targeting of CDS, excuse me, SDS, Panthers, Hendricks, Lennon, Cobain, Tupac, and other activities. Potash completed graduate studies at Columbia University. He published his first book, The FBI War on Tupac Shakur and black leaders in 2017. His film, Drugs as Weapons Against Us, has won Best Documentary, New York City Indie Film, 2018. Best Documentary, The Aphrodite Film Awards, 2018. Best Documentary, CKF International Film Festival, 2018. And Best Documentary, Toronto International Nollywood Film Festival of 2018. John Potash will be joining Discuss Your Truth next week. December 18th, tune in here, Wednesday, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard. Okay. Amy Yarsinski. My apologies, because Amy was due to join us. She was scheduled to join us, planning to join us. And I am currently uh, uh, not in studio. And uh, I have access to Skype at the moment. But uh, but I'm not fielding calls or making calls. Uh, so I'm having to reschedule Amy and we will reschedule or bring her on in the new year. I've got some, some slots here to, to bring her on. So we'll mesh and make something work and bring, bring Amy on. But Amy Arsinski graduated from Randolph Macon women's college in Lynchburg, Virginia. She earned her bachelor of arts in English and economics. 
From there, she's gone on to earn a master planning from the University of Virginia School of Architecture, where she was DuPont Fellow and Law Range resident. Additionally, she holds numerous graduate certificates, including from the CI, excuse me, the Civic Leadership Institute and the Joint Forces Staff College. Okay, so this is where it gets pretty heavy for for, for Amy. She's an incredible researcher. Both headquartered in Norfolk, Virginia, and from MIT for a military course completed at Suffolk, Virginia. She's a member of the American Society of Journalists and Authors, Investigative Reporters and Editors, and Authors Guild, and North Carolina Literary and Historical Association. Among her many professional and civic memberships and activities are those. Your sister is a former U.S. Naval Intelligence Officer in, her, in the U.S. Navy Reserve. According to a Richmond Times Dispatch Review, she gives compelling evidence that the military abandoned one of its own during the Gulf War. The Tampa Tribune called her book No One Left Behind, quote, a disturbing and frustrating tale of how one mistake or misstatement started a series of events that placed Spiker, that's Captain Scott Spiker, putting his life in jeopardy. And the Times of London called the book Spiker's story, again, the book is An American in the Basement, Spiker's story at best one of excessive American caution. At worst, it is one of lies and cover-up. Either way, it amounts to an extraordinary betrayal of the United States military's proud boast that no man is left behind. So, we'll be rescheduling Amy to bring her on in the new year. But, again, we'll be talking about, this time, a completely failed military mission with inside the mission. And that is of No Man is Left Behind. If you did not catch Courtney Cottrell two weeks ago, she's a native of Greensboro, North Carolina. Courtney spoke to us about the don't ask, don't tell policy that she went through, weathered, and was able to actually um, become an incredible leader, regardless of her uh, uh, sexual uh, or sexuality. An openly, uh, uh, an open and proud homosexual, um, she um, she spoke about uh, the difference of again the don't ask, don't tell versus the latter part of her career uh, being able to freely talk about uh, her sexuality. Okay, and 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 again, it why does it matter? Or it shouldn't matter. So we've come a long way in so many facets and so many areas of humanity within the United States and as a country. But yet, it seems like the, the, the more we progress, the more we realize we are digressing. The more we realize the challenges that remain. The more we realize the, more we realize the incredible chains and constraints that are being placed on the very justice and liberties and freedoms that we take possibly for granted many times. Okay? But we're coming a long way. Okay, we're coming a long way. I think my biggest issue, my biggest issue and my biggest counsel would be to not take sides politically. Again, this is I try not to give my opinion much on the program. I like to state facts and let you make your own opinion. But the political system, the party system 
in the United States is completely and totally corrupt. It's totally backwards. Okay, it essentially is trickering down, trickling down, and benefiting and profiting those at the top, if you will, of the pyramid. Okay, those that the rich are getting richer, the poor are getting poorer. That that is just that is happening. Um, I've been around long enough. I've been around through a few decades now of life. Uh, that I see that becoming more grossly, more and more and grossly, grossly apparent. Um, and I tell you, if the United States is the beacon for those very values to the rest of the world, what country is going to take the baton from there? What country? England? I, do, you, do you want a queen? Nothing against the queen. But it's not the system the United States has. Okay? Um, and the system the United States has is uh, in under incredible fire to completely be absolved. Uh, and, and to crumble. Really, to crumble. Um, Lessig, Lawrence Lessig will join the program in the new year. And one of the things that he talks about and lectures about is rewriting that constitution from the 1780s. Uh, 1783, I think, it might, might have been the actual name. 1776, the independence, and the, the, the constitution came a few, few years after that. Rewriting it. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg says, she's been quoted as saying that she wouldn't, when, if she were to rewrite it, she wouldn't even look at the original. Um, what's your opinion? Do you feel... Like, those, I, I mean, it's it's already kind of been reinterpreted on many, many levels. There's many amendments to it. Um, all men created equal, yet what, the early African-American slaves were men. They were not equal, okay? So, again, that constitution was written to what? To benefit white men of power. So, it's come and, and 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 correct me if i if i am wrong uh, but that that is my understanding but it has come now to 2019 to incorporating so many other people in walks of life um is there a threat of a police state do you take so for instance jim last week spoke about the, the las vegas shootings and how do you feel about excuse me concert goers reporting multiple gunmen shots from multiple different directions where the official narrative is the guy that broke the window in the hotel on what was the 16th floor whatever it was um, and shoots his gun out and just starts spraying people to bullets I, I don't I don't know warfare that much I don't, I, I don't know one way or the other to say if that's even remotely possible. Um, the counter to that is, yeah, the echoes, and it makes people confused as to where they, where to identify uh, idealistically um, where the gun, the, the shot is being fired and where it's coming from. But that was a massacre. And whether it's Columbine 20 years ago, 
um, what was it, Springfield Elementary, uh, Kinkle, uh, about the same, like a year or two before that, um, or it's, um, uh, you know, it's just, it, whatever, it's like the naval shootings a couple days ago. Um, the, the, you know, these, it's, 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 why are they happening? Okay. And, 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 and if you question the official narrative, should you be ostracized? Now, I, I don't think you should. Absolutely not. You, in my view, that's what makes any organization, society, family, government, country, great. Is if people are speaking their mind and if people are questioning what's happening or the official narrative. That's what it's all about. Let the truth come forward. Okay. So, Park, what, uh, Parkland, Florida. What was it? It's been a couple years now. Uh, there's another one. I mean, it's just, they're, they're, these are crazy. These mass shootings are crazy. And um, are they, are they engineered? Are some of them engineered? Are they designed to, to try to take uh, gun, gun rights away? Again, I never joined the military. Don't like violence. Don't own guns. Don't like guns. Don't, again, I, I, I simply do not like violence. I think it's a very weak, mentally weak state of mind to, to resolve a conflict or dispute in a violent matter is one of the weakest states of mind that any human being can allow themselves to be in. Wars are disgusting. Okay, whether it's you know it's whether it's a boxing fight on a sidewalk or in a bar, or whether it's um, some sort of you know conflict with with another major country. Violence is should not be tolerated anywhere in the international community. But with that said, uh, I also think that those who support their right to own Guns and they're mentally sane people, and they simply want their gun to defend themselves from an intruder breaking into their house uh, or a bear attacking them. Should be allowed to have a gun. Uh, that's again just, just simply my opinion. So we've got an incredible slate of guests coming your way. Again, my apologies. I pardon. Uh, Amy Yarsinski will be rescheduled. And uh, it's simply uh, I'd expected to be in studio at this time and uh, and not there. So um, look into look into uh, your local government. Look into your 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 state government. Um, look into the United Nations. Look into some of these major power. Players, look into some of these cover-ups. Look into anything that sounds or seems funny to you. Um, Two thousand one, World Trade Centers came down, and just my first reaction. If that was something you lived through and experienced, ask yourself if you haven't already, which I'm sure you have, or re-ask yourself again. What was your first thought that went through your mind when that happened? 
what was the first thing that came to your mind when that happened? Um, my, my first thought was, literally, this was my first thought. I, I, I thought this would have never had happened had Gore gotten in the office. Okay, that was, that was the huge um, fiasco over uh, election fiasco. I mean, that's another thing. Why, why are elections out of control? It seems like they're out of control. Um, Gore Bush. That was it. Was at the hanging chads in Florida, um, and and uh, it was just it was like you know it was just like a few hundred votes out of Florida that gave the state to uh, to Bush, that gave him the presidency. It was a, it was a very tight race. I mean, it was it was more than a few hundred. I'm sure my my numbers are off there, but but uh, but that was a very controversial election. And my first thought was you know watching watching the uh, the broadcast probably on CNN, uh, watching the uh, replays of the the planes flying into the tower. My first reaction to that was this wouldn't be happening if, if Gore had gotten to the, uh, gotten into the, to the white house. Uh, so, you know, why, why? And it was, again, um, I didn't begin looking into that, uh, debacle, uh, from a alternative view until many, many, many years later. And, and there were, there have been scores and scores and thousands of people that have taken a stand alternatively on that um, on that event. So as I stand back and I ask, uh, as a civilian, as a as a citizen, I suppose as a human being, um, and I ask, is there anything wrong? with questioning the official narrative. And, and absolutely not. And if you don't question it, at least question it and look into it. What is the Federal Reserve? And why is it not public? Why are its members not public? If they're not public, then it's not federal, right? Isn't that what the word federal means? It's a public system of governance? a public banking system? No, 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 it's not. It's a very private organization. So then why, if it's so private, why does it appear on the back of your Federal Reserve? No. Mm. Good question. It's not really a dollar bill then, is it? Right. So that means that a group of powerful, wealthy organizations Again, it's hard to say, to complete my thought earlier, it's hard to say, it's hard to say it's a person or people or family. You can't really do that because the money likely is, um, is offshores, right? So you're not going to, you're not going to find the money anyway, right? I mean, it's, they're all, it's all held in so many different, uh, like, uh, so many different companies and LLCs and organizations and they're all off, offshore, right? They're all hidden. Um, so pointing a finger is one thing. Finding trails is, is completely and totally other. Um, I mean, how much is Putin really worth? How much is Putin? And why has he been in power for so long? Right? Why, why has Putin been in power for so long? Do you think, do you really think that the Steve Forbes publication of the wealthiest people in the world, 
which I haven't looked at it recently, but what is it? Is it Jeff Bezos or maybe Bill Gates reclaimed the top spot? Um, and, uh, you know, Carlos Slim out of Mexico is thrown in there. I don't even know what the worth is now. Uh, it's, what are they worth? $60 billion, $70 billion? I don't even know. But do you really think that the Queen of England, whose family has been ruling the, 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 uh, the oceanic trade routes for a few centuries, do you really think that she, <laughs> She doesn't have that kind of money. I question it. I, I question it. Um, English is the language of business, not Spanish, not Chinese. You want to do business in Hong Kong? You want to do business? Of course, I haven't done it, but you want to do business in, in, in Singapore? Uh, you want to do business in London? You want to do business in New York? You're speaking English for the most part. Those are the, Those are your... Uh, those are your a few of your most wealthy financial centers globally. And perhaps London is. Um, Lloyd's Bank of London. Uh, anyway, so just throwing throwing things out there for you to question and to look into. Because the world is changing. And as long as you can, you should be raising your voice. And speaking out your opinions. I'll be back next week with another discussion of truth. Again, we'll be hosting John Potash, winner of the best documentary at Toronto International Nollywood Film Festival 2018 for his drugs as weapons used against if against us. Again, we're coming up on our third year mark next year. That is January. January 2nd will actually be uh, the edition that will mark that, that three-year uh, three mark for Discussions of Truth. This is Winwood Radio. I'm Ian Hamilton Trottier. Check me out on Twitter, on Instagram. That's I-N-T-R-O-T-T-I-E-R. Follow me. Donate to the program. We're privately funded, self-funded, as a matter of fact. That is That goes for me in the program and Winwood Radio, both independent uh, funding. Uh, you can donate right there at iantrottier.com. And until next week.